0: you know the drill another day another player preview today we're going to be taking a look at jonathan's scope as well as the news and notes from the last couple of days of spring all today on locked on tigers you are locked on tigers your daily detroit tigers podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked on Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Tuesday, February 21st, 2023. Thank you for making Locked on Tigers your first listen every single day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. You know, I realized in my cold open, I said from the last couple of days of spring and out of context, that makes literally no sense because A, I'm pretty sure it's not spring. I could be making myself look really dumb right now, but I'm pretty sure it's still winter. Um, And that just like uh, any other context other than baseball fandom, that would make no sense for me to just be like, let's talk about the news and notes from the last couple of days of spring. And oh, by the way, it's winter. So I I appreciate y'all for allowing me to to talk like that. And, uh, and, and, you know, y'all get it. Y'all know ball. Um, Okay. Let's talk about the news and notes from camp also the reason why we are talking about Jonathan scope today is because he has been arguably one of the biggest note new news stories from the last couple of days of camp. Uh, He lost a ton of weight and it was intentional. So good for him. And it, you know, it's something that when he was asked, asked about it, he just said that he felt like heading into this part in his, this point in his career with what he has left and what he wants to accomplish still in his career he thought it would be better for him to lose some weight better for his uh his mind and body uh, as he hits that very crucial like early mid-30s point like a lot of people that's where they either decline or that's where they you know find something else or finds uh uh Not like a tip or trick, like it's way more complicated than that. But just continue success and are able to to find maybe another niche and and a reason to stick around on a major league roster and get that you know that one more contract mentality is, I guess, my biggest point. So uh, I I wish him the best. I'm very happy for him. Again, that's that's the pictures are coming out of him at camp and and in the infield and everything, and he does look a lot slimmer and leaner. So awesome. To see in that regard, I don't know, I mean, time will only tell if it translates to actual success on the field, for sure, but uh, very nice to see, at least, so uh, good for him, and that is why we're going with him today, you know, in the media, it's an old trick, you gotta strike while the iron's hot. Jonathan Scope's name is the biggest amongst the team right now, so we're gonna talk about Jonathan Scope today. Let's talk about the other news and notes, that's how we're gonna format a lot of these going forward, well, the first step segment ish will be about the biggest news and notes from camp and then the remainder of the show will be the player preview for the day cool so other news and notes spencer turnbull i I think that that's one of the bigger ones as well he's throwing bullpen sessions doesn't appear to have any limitations we are also due for a injury update I think tomorrow well today maybe as you're listening to this actually on Tuesday I believe we are due for uh, an injury update from the team and from the PR department so hopefully we can get our hands on that and and see if there's been some progress made from the last one which was about a week ago but uh, in regards to Turnbull it looks like there's no restrictions no anything he's already out there throwing bullpens Scott Harris had some media availability in which he said quote the amount of contrast he can create with his pitch shapes is unique and quote, obviously talking about Turnbull there. And that's something that we've been talking about a lot. I'm pumped just to see Spencer Turnbull play for my baseball team. This is someone that when he was in the lower level of the minors that like, I, I really hung my hat on. It was like this dude, his stuff is so nasty and he moved up prospect rankings a little bit. He was top 10 by the time he was promoted within the organization for sure. But I think he he was he was somewhat overlooked just because the team was so bad in, in like in that 2018 2019 era and so finally just getting him back you know I, I haven't gotten the privilege to really cover a ton of Spencer Turnbull starts like I you know the the injury didn't happen it happened around when I took over so uh, I'm very very pumped I'm very excited to finally 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 see some consistent Red Bull back on my screen man and uh cody stavenhagen of the athletic actually reported that his velocity in his bullpens was already back to like 93 94 miles an hour which is what his average fastball velo was uh pre-tj and you know every year we have the you know first televised spring training game somebody's velocity is like four miles an hour lower than we're used to and everybody freaks out and we have to have the conversation of like hey you know the, the, these dudes have to build their their arm strength and their velocity back up that's what spring training is for don't worry about it and we might not even have to have that conversation with Turnbull so if he if that is true and he's already up you know pushing mid 90s already coming off TJ before even gameplay has started i i think i mean that's that's awesome news great news so i'm very very pumped for Turnbull Uh, let's talk about Miguel Cabrera. That is someone that had media availability on Monday as well. He says he just wants to stay healthy and enjoy the moment of the season. That's what all of us should expect or not even expect. That's what all of us should want for him as well. I I, I don't have any expectations production wise for Miguel Cabrera this season. And I don't think you should either. I, I don't think anyone should be going into the season at this point in 2023 and be like, oh, well, uh, you know, if we got 10 or 15 homers from Miguel or if we got, you know, a, a 700 OPS from Miguel or, you know, if we got this amount of RBIs, just let it go. Like, <laughs> he, he, he's not going to play too terribly much. This is the last year and he's definitely – like, there's no future plans. Like, he's not going to be on the roster going forward. This is it. So, I don't really care about, like, oh, what shape is he in? Is he in the best shape of his life? What about – you know, did he lose some weight to to relieve some of the pressure on his knees, like his hip and whatever? Like, I don't even care anymore. I I, I just want what he said he wants. That's what I want too. I, I it's no disrespect to him that the fact that I'm saying I don't want, I'm not going to put any expectations on him. And again, we'll talk about him more in depth during his player preview. But like, I I, I just I'm so like this is it. This is it. So I, I don't really care about the, the, the reports, you know, and like how many, you know, is he in good enough shape to play two-thirds of the season? He won't play two-thirds of the season. Like, he's not. I, I don't think he's going to play very much. I want what he said he wants, which is to stay healthy and enjoy the moment. Me too, big fella. Enjoy your farewell tour. You more than deserve it. And stay as healthy as you can. That, that's, that's pretty much where I'm at, too. Um, also worth noting, in my opinion, the team did an entire drill for like a while just I think this was two days ago now uh just talking about not talking about just practicing tagging with the bigger bases which I didn't even think about in the offseason when they announced that that tagging would be different but it is going to be the the base runner is going to have a lot of more angles to try to reach the base the there's going to be a lot more strategies when sliding so to see Alan Trammell and Javi Baez were kind of leading the charge. Javi, uh, you know, say what you will about Javi Baez, objectively one of the best, if not the best, tagger in the sport, which I know is like not worth any war or anything, but uh, it is worth noting that. So him and Tramm kind of led the charge and were uh, apparently kind of the forefront of some drills involving involving tagging and, and how they're going to do that this year. And look, say what you will about A.J. Hinch too. I know some people just will never forgive him and will always hate him and that's fine. But uh, an A.J. Hinch-led team, is always going to know the rules. That, like I said during our rule change discussion episode a couple of weeks ago, this dude reads the rule book cover to cover like every off season. Like he he will know all the rules and will know how to 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 go around some of them legally still and whatnot. Well, okay, haha. Like let's make the joke about going around the rules illegally too. But for real, like this is a dude. Like his teams are going to be prepped for for any and all rule changes that 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 are applied to baseball and the rules that are already in place. So it does not surprise me, but something that I thought was worth uh, talking about as well. Uh, Lastly, before we head into break here, Colt Keith showed up to uh, camp, which I, some people were like, where's Colt Keith? Well, he's here. He took BP. He looked really good. I I think not too much to say. I'm not going to analyze his swing or anything in his first batting practice of the season of, of the calendar year, but uh, looked really solid, and I'm just super pumped that he's here. I'm very, very excited for Cold Keith, one of on the offensive side of the ball, especially maybe the most hyped prospect in the organization for, again, for, for as far as bats go. And I'm really excited for him to be with the big dogs for the spring, and I'm pumped to see what he can do. So glad that he's at camp and doing well. Uh, we're going to talk about one more Scott Harris comment just really quickly, okay, and then we'll get. Well, let's go to break first, and then we'll talk about the Harris comment, and then we'll talk about Jonathan Scope, okay? But first, I got to tell you all about our friends over at Bilt Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories, you've got to try Bilt Bar. What makes Bilt Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, coconut, almond, etc. I'm not sure how Bill does it. I really don't, but these are candy bars that have amazing macros. They're amazing, they're healthy, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. We've been talking about for years how you can order built at built.com. You still can, but you also can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Order on built.com or go to your local Walmart. Pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, etc. or Go to Sam's Club, grab a 13-bar box, brownie, churro, et cetera. They are the best, and you can get them at Walmart and Sam's Club now. Or, again, still at build.com. however you choose. Just get your hands on some build bars today. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Segment 2, Locked on Tigers. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. For your next listen, check on the Locked On MLB Prospects podcast. Host Lindsay Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It is free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. So let's talk about Scott Harris. He had some media availability in this one. I'm so tired of talking about this. I really am. And I, the only reason we're even talking about it is because it, there was a lot of takes flying around on, on Twitter and online, and people. Just had, there was a large reaction to these comments. And so I feel the need to bring it up again, but I'm really tired of it. And uh, we've talked about it on this show for months now. So if you've been a frequent listener, I appreciate you greatly. And this conversation will not be news to your ears. Um He he, basically, he, he was asked again about not bringing in top end free agents. And like, I'm just, I'm so over it. I, that's my biggest takeaway. His quote is, I didn't think it made sense for us to invest significant bats, significant at-bats in veteran players who will not be a part of the team beyond, say, 2023, end quote. He wanted young and controllable players to add, young and controllable bats. Again, we've been talking about that for ages at, at this point, and, and that has not been a secret. This is not even the first time that he said that, but yet every single time... He makes a comment about it. There's a huge reaction to it. So I, I just, I keep having to bring it up. I'm done with the offseason. Uh, my my focus is, is forward. I'm looking at what we actually have in camp, not what we don't have in camp. I, I'm ready to actually talk about the game on the field and, and not talk about the moves we didn't even make. We're not even talking about the moves we did make at this point. Because again, you're not actually mad at bringing in Cesar Hernandez, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not trying to pick on cesar specifically i like the pickup but that's my point you're not actually mad at that. that that is depth depth is good depth is healthy depth is vital you're mad that they didn't add top end talent so this this belief that oh like we brought in cesar hernandez instead of like carlos correa is preposterous that's there, there's there's no correlation there one is a depth signing one is a top end free agent. Do you blame Harris? Do you blame ownership? Is it a penny pinching thing? I don't know. I'm not sitting in there. I'm so done talking about it. I want to talk about what we actually do have. What are we going to be in August? And we're just going to be like, oh, well, I really wish we brought in Brian Anderson to play third for this team that's 15 games under 500. Like, I'm just, I'm so over it. <laughs> Truly. As you can tell, I've said that a million times too. So, I have to bring it up because because it, he did make a comment about it, and it did get a big reaction, but that, that's the end of it. Okay, so let's just get on to Jonathan Scope. The rest of the show will all be about Jonathan Scope and, and his expectations for this upcoming season. And let, let's start with this previous season. I guess that that is the easiest and, and probably best place to start for unfortunate reasons. Last year was not great. For scopy and it's really it's the frustrating part of it for me and i said this a couple of times during games last season was like if he was even a league average hitter is even if he was even a slightly below average league average hitter he would have had like a three three and a half even like if he was a decent hitter like four win season because of how incredible he was defensively so like that That's what made it so frustrating for me. It was like, oh my, he had a one and a half war, which is, on. he had one of the worst offensive seasons I've ever seen from a regular everyday player. And he still had a one and a half win season, according to Fangraph. Because that's how good he was defensively. So very frustrating year for Scopey for a lot of reasons. As we said at the top of the show, his name is in the headlines the last couple of days because he lost a lot of weight. Let's talk about the numbers from last year. He had a 202 batting average, a 239 on base percentage, and a 322 slug. That's a 561 OPS for a dude that played in 131 games. He had over over 500 plate appearances and had an OPS under 570. That is absolutely brutal. Um, 3.7% walk rate, 21% K rate. A 121 ISO, that's kind of similar to, to make sense given the slugging percentage. And yeah, like I said, one and a half win season. So when comparing his 2022 to his 2021, there are a few things that stand out. First off, the, like the batting average obviously plummeted. Everything plummeted. And like that's the thing. There's not going to be, I know for a lot of these guys, I've had like cool, like super deep analytics about you know, like this is something that this person was really good at and this was something they were bad at. And, oh, if they can do this this season, maybe they can take another step forward. There is really no no stat like that this year because it was just all a huge step back for scope. Just across the board, it was just bad at the plate. And so there isn't some outlier and some underlying stat that you can point to and be like, well, if he can, you know, this adjustment, it really is just – Forget that last season even happened and just be 2021 version of yourself again. And like, I know that that's not good analysis and that's what I, I, like my job is. And I, I totally get that, but that's the extent of it. There, There is no crazy analytical breakthrough here. And it wasn't like there was just one thing he was really bad at and that's what caused it. It was just across the board, a massive struggle for him. Um, again, when comparing 2021 to 2022, I like to look at the walk rate and the K rate his K rate in 2021 was under 20%. It's the only season, his entire career that he's had a sub 20% K rate. If we can even get back to that, it was only 21% last year. It's not like he was striking out like crazy. But if we can get back to that, that'd be good. And more importantly, he had a 5.5% walk rate in 2021. That is a career high. Comfortably. Well, he had a 5.2% in 2017, I guess. So maybe not comfortably comfortably. But those are kind of the two outliers. Everything besides that is from 35 to 4.5%. So really, really solid in comparison. Again, I'm not trying to make 55 walk rate sound like it's it's like just a Henry Malloy minor league numbers, right? But in comparison to what we're used to from scope, that was really solid. And so seeing both of those in the same year, a career low in K percentage and a career high in walk percentage, along with a 2 batting average and 22 homers, 2021 rocked. And so it, I'm not asking for an exact replica of what he did at the plate in 2021, but if we can just get that walk rate back up to even if it's just under 5%, I will take it. If we can get that K rate just back to being around 20%, I will take it. If we can get that batting average, just what's his career mark? 255, I will take it in a heartbeat. If we look at his home run totals outside of 2020, because that was the COVID year, 25, 32, 21, 23, 22. And then last year, 11. If we can get back up to getting above 20 homers, which he's done, again, every year of his career outside of the COVID season since 2015. So if we can get that back. I, I, I'm not asking for career highs. I'm not asking for, again, like a big breakthrough or, oh, like if you just make this small adjustment, the, the whole world's going to open up for you. You, you. This dude's been around the block. He's been in the league for, for a decade at this point. He He has the most homers hit of any second baseman since like 2016 or 17. Like he knows how to hit last year was just brutal. Put it behind you have short-term memory and go out and, and, and have long-term memory and remember the, the, the hitter that you were before that. That's really all I can say at this point. Okay. Let's talk about his role on the team. Cause I think that's the biggest storyline. Honestly, I i think. The, the the numbers they will be better. It's impossible for them to be worse. Will they be as good as they were in 2021 or or at like peak Jonathan's Scope? Uh, probably not. This dude was a, almost a five win player at one point in his prime, but I, I I fully expect them to be better than last season. They'll they'll be somewhere in between those two, and I, I think the role for him and the ramifications of what happens if he does well. is a far more important conversation for his player preview than maybe the the stats and and analytics of a lot of other players. Okay, So let's talk about that right after I tell you all about our friends over at FanDuel. We are really excited for our new sportsbook partner because they're America's number one sportsbook. It is FanDuel. It's the midway point of the NBA season, so it's the perfect time to download FanDuel. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet does not win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, it's super easy to use. And then you can bet on everything from the money line, point scores, three-pointers drained in basketball, etc. A lot of second-half pushes happening across the NBA now that we're post-All-Star break. It's the perfect time to download FanDuel and get started. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, everybody, welcome back. Third and final segment here of Locked on Tigers. So we're talking about Scopey. Um, you know, again, I just want to reiterate, just just he's going to be better than last season. And, and you know what? If I'm wrong and he's not better than last season, then he will be off the team. And I think that that's the transition into what to expect out of him this season. That comment we talked about with Harris earlier, I think affects Jonathan Scope a lot more than people realize. Jonathan Scope's already on the team, and this team wants to earmark at-bats. If he is struggling again, he will get DFA'd. He's on an expiring deal, and if he struggles for the first two months of the season, that's over a season of sample size for poor hitting. And again, expiring deal. He's not going to have any trade value if he struggles at the plate again. They will DFA him. And I honestly, I don't even think he's going to have that short of a leash. I don't think it's going to be June and we're going to be like, oh, is now the time? I, I think if he struggles and we're two months into this thing, it, it, it's going to be it's going to be see you later. And so uh, that's one side of the coin that is definitely worth bringing up. The other side is that if he does really well, he will get traded. I just I don't see a, a reality in which Jonathan Scope is on this team on August first. I, I I really don't, and that makes me a little sad. I'm a very sentimental person. I, I wear my heart on my sleeve, and like this is Jonathan Scope's fourth season as a Detroit Tiger already. Can you believe that? That is crazy. I I, like that is – I remember when we brought him in and, and like the, obviously then the COVID season happened and whatnot, but that's so wild to me. Fourth – this is his fourth season, 2020, 21, 22, 23. That's so crazy to me. And so I, I greatly appreciate the time he gave us and, and uh, he was one of the best players on a team that was very, very brutal to watch. And, and I will always be appreciated, uh, appreciative of him and respect the heck out of him for that. But uh, I, this this is it. This is it. it. It comes to an end this season. I don't think he makes it through the season no matter how good he does. Again, if he does really well, if he's playing solid defense and the offense is a back around to his career averages, he's going to get traded to a contender that that needs some, some help up the middle at the deadline. And if he really struggles again, then he's going to get DFA'd, and they're going to give Nick Maton a lot of looks at second base or they're going to see if even like Matt Vierling can play second, or uh, if, I don't know, throw Henry Malloy over there. (laughs) Probably not that, but like the reason that they have acquired so much depth is so that whatever happens to the starters, whether it's an injury, whether it's a DFA, whether it's a trade, they have a move. That's the whole point of having depth. They have something they can go to. No longer are the Vila or even Dave Dombrowski days where there is just no backups or Plan Bs for like any positions. Now Dave's Plan Bs were to just trade for someone, and they worked, and he won. Not not trying to compare Dave to Al in any se- sense, but uh, just just something to to keep in mind. There is is if you're going to get super frustrated and oh like Jonathan Scope, this contract extension sucks, whatever he's, he's going to be gone soon then if we get to that point. So that is my biggest thing is I, I think I, I just, I really, I don't see a reality in which he's on the team after the trade deadline. I really don't, no matter what his performance is. Um, I, I hope that he does well. I, I hope that we're playing competitive baseball. I hope that he he's doing well because if he does well, that means that we're going to get assets right at the deadline. But uh, as far as long-term goes, again, like Harris said it himself, he, he's looking for people that have a lot of years of control and is looking for people that uh, are going to be a part of the long-term plan past 2020 Wow, I just said that. You're totally wrong. Past 2023. And no matter how good Jonathan Scope does this season, he doesn't fit that bill of, of team control past this year. And... Even if he did on top of that, he's not really the type of hitter that Scott Harris formulates teams around. He doesn't have a high walk percentage. He, he is, uh, I don't want to say a free swinger because again, he doesn't actually strike out that much, but it, it is not the work, the count high walk guy that Harris wants to build this team around. So, that's uh, again, that that's just, that's my biggest thing with scope. And that's really the the biggest and only main point I really have, because uh, again, he's going to be better than last year. It's impossible to be worse. And he he's not going to be like a career best year either. So he's going to fall somewhere in between there. It's going to happen that that's, that's great. I'm glad. And I think just his future with the team is more now. The only really other conversation around him is just what position he's going to play. A lot of people have been talking about the potential of him at third, uh, moving him around the infield. I I don't see it. I think that not that he doesn't have the ability to, and not that they might not experiment with some stuff in spring training, but I don't know. I, I, I think that he's the second baseman of this team. His value is best when he has played second base for his entire career. And, they're trying to to maximize his production and his value, and I think that that is him playing second base, especially with just how many options you have at third now. I don't really see the need to to make Jonathan Scope play third. Like you have like seven dudes that that you could, you know, Kreidler, Mayton, Veerling, like Henry Malloy. Like we we we've, we've talked about it at length this off season. I, I don't see any need for him to play any other position besides second. First base, I, I guess maybe. I think that you'd rather use some of the other depth you have at first, too. Honestly, so that that's pretty much it. That's pretty much the the player preview involving scope. He will be better, and uh, this is his last year as a Detroit Tiger. And I don't expect him to make it through the entire season. Hopefully for good. Hopefully he. I would love nothing more than to send him to a contender in July. And have him kind of come off of a really bad year last year just by a really solid year where he can play some competitive baseball in September and October. That would be awesome and he would deserve it. So that's all I got. Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, for your next listen, check out the Lockdown MLB Prospects podcast. He, Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia. He's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including. YouTube. Okay, I think that'll do it. I think that's all I got. We will be back tomorrow, obviously, talking some more about. Uh, we have a different player to preview, and we will be talking about the news and notes from camp from Tuesday, or well, Monday and Tuesday. Cool. I appreciate y'all greatly. Uh, I felt a little like scatterbrained again in this episode, kind of all over the place. So I hope it was decent radio. If not, I will be better tomorrow. Peace and love. Going to Therapy's Dope. And I'll catch you all then, baby. Go Tigers.